<laughs> Did everyone record on on yes. on time? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I recorded on Can I Play With Madness and then where the drums come in. <laughs> what? Boom. Yeah, I was waiting for the Can I Play With and then... Dun, 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 I came dun, in boom. with the, the vocals. I was supposed to come in oh. after he says one, two, three, four. Yeah. I didn't. Fucking idiots. I was thinking of... Can the, I Play With Madness? I was thinking where the drums come in. Silly me. Why would you? That's fine. I can fix it. It's fine. We'll just keep it. <laughs> Why would I come in where the drums come in? Why would you do that? I can't now that imagine. I know. Wait, so that means <laughs> Tim still hasn't come in yet. He's never got to the drums. Have you hit record yet? <laughs> he hit record. <laughs> just... Yeah. I thought he was just going to be a holdout. I'm still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so uh, how was uh, Earth Rocker? It was good. Clutch was awesome, as always. Yep. Their set could have been a little better, but they should have okay. they should have gone deeper. They played a lot of new stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. they didn't play anything off Clutch, but self titled. Mm-hmm. Okay, not, not even Space Grass. They didn't play Space Grass. Bullshit. I know. I was like, "What are you guys doing?" I like. I mean, I liked it. They, they're they're always great. They do. Have, I love their new stuff. They so. do have a lot of songs. It's going to be hard. They do. They, yeah, they have do. a lot of albums. Yes. A lot of albums. Yeah. Okay. And I love the new album. So. Still don't yeah, know. In walks, yeah. walks Barbarella. That song's so good. Last two know. have been quite good. Yeah. Last three, really. Give me the keys. Give me the keys. <laughs> or every time we have dinner where there's cheese involved, I go, give me the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, mention, though, tonight, it's going to be a little different. Oh, yeah? What's up? What are you drinking? Seltzer what water or something? That? What is that? Yes. Oh, yeah? Not drinking tonight. Okay, that's good. I, we're not you. drinking I, alcohol. I know it's it's. <laughs> I drink that almost every single time we have a podcast. Not that specific one, but yes. I drink beer every single podcast. I, I don't know. Have you noticed? <laughs> no, never noticed that. Was what? <laughs> what is this? You speak of Wait, this, this beer. You speak edge of podcast. <laughs> I'm, I probably would, but I don't like headaches. I'm Silly drinking name. a beer. It's a it's yeah. a porter. Yeah. Well, you normally do like a or yeah, two beers, and I normally you know plan on a. three, and <laughs> then those are done right about, and we're halfway through the opening band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Ten years ago, I probably could have swung that, but mm. you don't even want to think about what I would have been doing ten years ago. <laughs> when a form of music that our children like becomes linked with ghoulish images and violent theatrics, it demands our attention. Hundreds of thousands of teenagers are locked onto so-called heavy metal music. I grew up metalhead. I love 80s. Yeah! 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 80s metal, like Metallica. Yeah! Yeah! How much more black could this be? And the answer is none. None more black. Gotta turn it up. It's gonna be abrasive. It's gonna be sickening. It's gonna be hard. All righty. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is a summertime podcast. 
Um, podcast.com is where you can find us online. Um, that's where you'll get to all of our social medias, the, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the, the Instagrams, YouTubes. the YouTubes, all that yes. good stuff. So somewhereintimepodcast.com. That's where you'll find us. So the grinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Link to our grinder app is on there. <laughs> uh keith's here wow. joe's here tim's here and we're joined by a special guest today uh this is a fellow metalhead fellow musician um he is currently in two bands uh from the northern virginia area uh iris divine and eyes of the nile eyes of the nile is an iron maiden tribute band um and i'd like to welcome navid rashid to the program what's up man good to be here thank you for joining us we're excited yes. to talk some metal with you. We've Absolutely. got, uh, yeah, we've got three, three albums to talk about this time. Um, so we're going to cover Testament, Practice What You Preach. Oh yeah, we're still doing the thirtieth, thirtieth anniversary, thirtieth, whatever you want to call it, right, Joe? It's not really an anniversary. I think it is. <laughs> I think you were right on that. Exactly. What else are you going to call it? <laughs> Birthday. Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> celebrating thirty years of Practice What You Preach by Testament. Um, Made in England, which is kind of a we're kind of cheating on that one because it's technically it's a live album, so we, uh, we can't fine. cheat. We make up the yeah. rules. <laughs> and um, yeah. and forced entry, uncertain future. So hey, I just where wanna, shall we start? I, I think we should start with the grinder app because <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Um, no, well, no, you're, you're, you're what, single now. So <laughs> what is what is grinder? You don't know what grinder is. Uh, no. it, what is do, it? Do you want to just have sex with the worst human beings alive? Get on grinder. Probably oh. the quickest way to get a disease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Probably and, and possibly robbed. <laughs> I have my phone right here. Oh God! Uh, his body was found <laughs> by some coworkers. <laughs> is it grinder with no That's, e? Uh. My memory even. This is writer game. Like. Dude, dude, please, Joe, stop now. That was a joke. <laughs> this is, this be a, this is a really this is a really bad segue. But since we're talking about grinder, we should probably talk about forced entry first. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that wasn't a good segue? Wow, there it is, guys. There. <laughs> Navid, as you can tell, we're we're like thirteen year old boys. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm getting the vibe. Thank you. <laughs> I think I'm going to pass on grinder, guys. <laughs> it would be it would be wise choice. Bet. Yeah. Well, yeah. So let's talk about Force Entry. I think they're the uh, kind of the honorable mention this episode. Um, the opening band. Yeah. So yeah. Um, from Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Another Seattle band. Um, you got the three Tony. Piece. Yeah, three piece. Tony Benjamins. Is that right? Tony yeah. Benjamins. Mm-hmm. Let's plural? double check that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, plural. I have the CD right here. Well, I don't that. know if it's plural, but it ends in an S. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he is the, I guess, vocalist and bass player. Right? Yes, correct. And then Brad Hull on guitar and vocals on track six. That's right. <laughs> Apparently. They yeah, do uh, a lot of split yes. vocals. They do, yeah. Yeah, they do. He's got a good and voice. Colin, he does, yeah. yeah. And Colin Matson on drums. Yes. So. Uh, this album is not as good as your next one. No. It is not. No. 
I liked I it. I, yeah. I'm right there with you on this one. I was quite impressed. I love how like the vocals, they actually go for a bit of growliness into them, but it's not any of the death metal nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, they, more, they, they has a bit of a range uh, yeah. to them. And uh, the one thing like Wikipedia mentions is, is they got a unique bass sound, and I did not necessarily <laughs> hear that. Too loud. I liked unique. it. I mean, I was really I was jamming, you know, nicely to that, but I, I don't hear anything. I mean, I will. I, once we hit Testament, I think we're going to get bring that up again because I think oh, uh, yeah. Christian, he man, love his sound. Yes, yeah, these yeah. guys, these guys. I don't know what the hell that meant, but still, solid fucking album from start to finish. I mean, it, it's definitely not, you know, it's it's not going to go down in the canon of metal history, but a good pickup. I would definitely thank you guys for bringing this one to my attention. Good. Well, you know, I, I I didn't know about this one either at all, except for I was mentioning before we started that I'd read about Fourth Century and Brad Hall in some Guitar World or Guitarist article from like 89 or 90 or something where they did like a little thrash feature with like Alex Skolnick and a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. But I will say this was very, it was very technical. It was very progressive. Like yeah. lots of time changes, lots of like, you know, shifts in the middle of songs, much more so than like the big four, any of the more commercial stuff. I mean, it felt underground. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like an yeah. underground album when I was listening to it. Lots. I mean, it, you know, it's not an easy listen in the way that like practice what you preach is an easy listen. Yeah. Better you know? Yeah. Yes. But uh, oh, but yeah. good stuff, though. Great riffs. You know what it randomly reminded me of? And, and I know this is about, you know, several years beforehand. It almost reminded me of, like, the first time I heard Nevermore, where hmm. it was, like, this very sort of technical thrash thing. You know, also, lots of these uh, cool, like, you know, riffs that just sort of drop in, and, mm-hmm. and then it goes back to some sort of vocal thing. I just, I definitely got a very, you know, like a technical vibe from that, which is cool. I, I mean, I like prog, you know, I like prog metal a lot, obviously. So, I mean, it was, it was definitely good by me. Yeah, they, uh, one of the notes I took was they really like their tempo changes, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah they do. Yeah, lots of <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of tempo changes and like kind of weird. Yeah, you know, the, weird. You know, uh, they kind of get in their own way with it in a, in a way. Like, yeah, they'll have a really good groove going on or a riff, and then they're just out of nowhere. We're gonna we're gonna do like you said a time change here. I thought the same thing actually today. I was like they didn't they didn't need to do that right there. It was like just yeah. doing it for the sake of doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's like they were Watch trying. What we can do here? Let's do three them. here and do here. Like you didn't have to really. Yeah, it'd been fine. I think, I think it messes them up a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I know there that's are, true. On this, the album after this, they really there's there's like some songs that are so awesome on that album, and then there are songs that you're like, what? What are you guys yeah. doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, ap- was apathy? Was one yeah, that apathy? That was on and on. Yeah, that was on there. Great. But this so, this album, the production, I thought. Remember the the uh, No Life to Leather. Remember the original cassette that said "Turn Down Bass on Amp." Remember that? Oh, no. <laughs> that was the no, thing yeah. that, that, that's what this reminded me. I was like, the bass is so loud on this. Yeah. Like, good God, <laughs> turn the bass down. It's weird. You yeah. can hear everyone. Yeah. Clearly, they just don't sound that good. It's just muddy you know? as hell. It's yeah. Really muddy. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like it wasn't yeah. production wise is not fantastic, but. No, but song wise, good. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the songs a lot. Yeah, um, and I, I kind of forgot about it. Like, this was almost—I know Navid, you said, and Keith, you guys said—it's like the first time you heard this as well. It was almost the first time I've heard it because I haven't listened to it in probably twenty years. So, it's been a while for me. There, there's a there's sort of a fine line, I think, with this type of thing in terms of listenability, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you know, other bands in the thrash genre definitely did things with time changes and turnarounds. I mean, Anthrax did it a bunch, Metallica on justice. I mean, I I think a lot of these bands, 
they move from a songwriting style that's a lot more intricate to one that's a lot more linear, right? I mean, once you start getting into the Black Album Countdown to Extinction, I mean, you know, certainly Thrash came of age like everything else, and they sort of became a lot more linear and streamlined. But uh, there's sort of a line there. I mean, these guys definitely, you know, had very little regard for, like, catchiness. You know, it was really yeah, more yeah, about... Yeah. It was really more about just like, you know, let's just wherever the wherever the music takes us. Well, it's a cool riff. All right, dude, throw it in kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. I really listened to this. You, you, absolutely what you're saying. I didn't get a sense ever that they were, you know, conforming. Nope. You know, I think we've talked a lot about in this in, in you know, in, in past episodes, you know, vocalists trying to just go for range just because that was what you're supposed to do right. in 1980, you know, whatever. And these guys were flat out, you know, writing their own fucking music and not giving a rat's ass. And of course, unfortunately, it didn't really work out long term for them, but uh, (laughs) as well as others. But yeah, I I really do appreciate the fact that, you you know, what you said is absolutely correct. Like these guys wrote their own music and were not trying to conform to any kind of outside, uh, you know, circumstances or or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Indeed. the first song is called Bludgeon. That kind of sets the tone for right. what they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you, you got to work really hard to pick out, like, the choruses or whatever qualifies as a chorus, you know, because mm-hmm. it all just sort of, for me, it all just sort of was just a wash of riffs, basically. Yeah. Which is, so it's cool to listen to. I mean, like, it's definitely fun. In my car, I was, like, rocking out to a lot of the riffs and stuff like that. But, again, the, the memorability factor, I think, sometimes sort of suffers. It's a fine line. Because yeah, you know, sure. all the big four bands, I mean, and even, you know, the others that probably belong in that same kind of like esteem. You know, Testament. Testament, Exodus, whatever. There's a, maybe not Exodus to you guys, but I, you know, I think. <laughs> sorry, not. Sorry. But, no, they do. But the point is, I mean, those guys, they had a way of getting hooks into the music, right? I mean, they somehow, yeah. you still walk away, you can shout along with a chorus, you can air guitar mm-hmm, yeah. along to a main riff. I mean, Absolutely. You know, there's just, and, and I think that's the thing that, that made those bands stand out and ultimately become more, more commercially successful, right? I think no. um, yeah, absolutely. First entry did do a lot of like groove, which surprised yeah. me about them. I kind of had forgotten that they had a lot of like groove parts where you're like, oh, that's right. like yeah, not like, just all kind of like yeah, like they right. had like slower tempos where it's actually like the drums are actually grooving. Right. Like it's like wow, that's actually like a headbanging. Like yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, I like when they like the the song. I'm gonna butcher this. Is it the second to last song? Yeah, that's Morgulon. my favorite. Oh, yeah. Morgulon. Yeah. Morgulon. Now that song's awesome, and that yeah. there's a breakdown in that. That just that's my favorite part of the album by far. That's yeah, like, that's the what I mean. Like they have awesome. breakdowns, these these riff driven groove parts. Right. Yeah. The end of for, uh, for, uh, Foreign Policy, same thing. The la- the very last chunk of that song is all groove. Yeah. You know, another album that came out the same year, which I think Eric, you and I went, but I think you guys already did this one. You guys already did Beneath the Remains, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, which is one of my like all-time favorites. I love that album to death. I love Sepultura to death, actually. But yeah. you know, there is an example of an album where there is a little bit of a kitchen sink approach. There's like a lot of riffs, but mm. somehow the vocal refrains and just the way he delivers them, you know, it still kind of keeps pulling you in. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, the title track has a million different shifts in it. It's not it's not limited right. by any stretch, but but the the chorus or what qualifies for a chorus in that song is still very memorable. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I believe yeah. they got good reviews on our show, didn't it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we rave reviews on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. In fact, I think That's... we we'd forgotten how good it was. Oh yeah, yes. I love yeah. that yeah. album to pieces. Yeah, yeah, we were we were saying like Chaos AD and uh, Arise were you know those were always our tops, but right? Beneath the Remains, I think now is up there oh, with those. Love it for yeah. me too. Yeah. So yeah, let me yeah. play a little bit of that. Yeah, Rugulon, the middle yeah. of that. This part. 
There's like acoustic guitar in there. Yeah. Too. That's cool. Sounds a bit like another band we're about to talk about. Right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Can you play a little, um, yeah, a little bit? Can you play a little bit of the ending of Foreign Policy? Just the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last somewhere in the last minute or so. All right. Just the main riff there is like. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that's really good. Awesome. That's like, <laughs> oh yeah, very groovy. So like, yeah, groove, yeah, kind of yeah, surprising. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost Megadethy in a way. It's almost like Peace Cell style Megadeth in a way to me. Hmm. That the riffing there, I don't know. That's my take. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like From, that, uh, like Wake like Up Dead almost. Like, yeah, that same, like that. yeah, that same kind of like there's this riff that's going and it's. Yeah, it just, yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like yeah, very that to similar me. groove actually. I, I can hear it in my head. I just can't place the song. Yeah, it just yeah. just the feel of it has a just a Megadeth yeah. vibe to me. Well, we'd cool. be doing we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't play Bone Crack and Fever, right? Bone Crack and Fever is like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the, um, I I think for Eric and I both we went backwards with this band because we heard Bone Crack and Fever first because I don't think you were there, Eric, but Eric, but uh, Stephen and I went to a show at the Bayou. And they handed out free samples of As Above, So Below, just like just short snippets of songs. And that song was on the tape. And then we immediately <laughs> bought the album and we're like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. So we went back and got their first album, too. But yeah, Bone Crack and Fear was the first song we heard by these guys. And it blew us away. Better production already. Yeah. Make the drums sound better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bass sounds better. Yeah. Ah. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. Like I can't play this whole song, but yeah, God, I could listen. To it. <laughs> it's so good. And, and they're they're like that's probably what um, at least one of the bands that's responsible for one of the first songs I ever wrote. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, one of the first riffs I ever wrote. Um, so because I like I wanted to know what the hell they were doing. Like how are they doing that harmonic thing? That's crazy. Yeah. So I took the time to learn like approximately how they were doing it, and then I wrote a song using that. <laughs> that yeah, uh, completely <laughs> ripping it off. Oh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It wouldn't be the first time we ripped those guys <laughs> off. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> eh, you know. I mean, What is that yeah. saying? That sounds like uh, forced entry. That said no one ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit, we used to play uh, Cockroaches by... Uh, nail Bomb. Nail, nail Bomb. Nail yeah. Bomb. And yeah, we used to cover that song because no one knew the, who the fuck it was. And no. we're like, we'll get away with it. People think it's our song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. Anyway. 
Uh, all right. Well, what else? Anything else on 450? <sighs> uh, you mentioned they have basically two singers. I guess you said that already. But, um, mm-hmm. The song Unrest They Find on this album has a, has uh, Brad Hull on lead vocals, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Or, ordinarily, it's uh, Tony Benjamin. So, and It, it kind of reminded me of, of uh, when Prong would do... Oh, What's yeah. With that? Prove you wrong, right? When yeah, yeah, yeah. The bass player doing... Tr- Troy, Troy Gregory. Troy Gregory. Was yeah, Troy Gregory. Album, so. Yeah. Yeah. But their, their vocal styles are so similar. I, didn't, I don't think I even noticed that it was a different guy. I was like, that's different. All right, I guess it is. But, <laughs> I noticed today. Yeah, yeah. Like, that doesn't sound... Yeah, back in the day, I didn't notice. But yeah, for sure now, I was like, oh, that's a different guy. It's not yeah. like a cro thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. <laughs> well, shall we move on? anything else? Anything else? Anyone? No. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, Maiden. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Maiden? That's what Maiden. Do Maiden? Maiden? Aiden, uh, Maiden. Maiden. Yeah, Maiden. Okay. Yeah, because it's not, like I said earlier, it's not really, I mean, we're, no. it's, it's a live album, so, and in fact, it didn't, I mean, technically, I guess it came out in 89, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. Yeah. 88, came out in 89. Came out yeah. about a year later. So. Yes. Um, now, just to make sure we're the right page here i apparently listened to the 2013 version yes <clears throat> so uh, i was going to talk about that yeah yeah there's there's multiple yeah there's, there's actually four different four different releases of this <laughs> hey, which is insane because you know when you first said all right we're going to do made in england i'm just uh, the, my first thought was like all right we'll do we're doing made in japan and i'm like oh, oh. wait a minute that's the it's from like 1982 <laughs> no. so it's definitely yeah, not no, that and then i look at this and i'm like Wait a minute, what the fuck is this? Because I totally forgot oh. this even existed. And there's like oh, eight different versions of it. And it's like, yeah. Ah. But I mean, the biggest thing when it comes to this album, and I think like, um, I mean, let's face it. I think we're going to talk about this again once we get to Testament. Like, you know, living in the shadow of some other stuff. I mean, let's face it. This is the the live album that came after their first live. Well, not the first, but one way or another, the live album that came after Live After Death, which is yeah. hands down the best live album there is in fucking heavy metal i think i mean yeah there was no way in hell this thing was going to live up to that i mean there's just no i think i think i like the set list better on this i was gonna say this is fucking idiot i was gonna say this is what the fuck is wrong with you all right just mute keys off the seventh sun that much i mean god damn (laughs) i don't know i love somewhere in time and seventh i I I love somewhere in time too but i mean you know number the beast Power slave. I mean, I love the, the I don't know. The, the big thing that I didn't feel about this is is the vocals were not. You know, I mean, when you listen to the, the, this version of uh, "Die with the Boot," "Die with Your Boots," one, uh, you know, the 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 vocal parts. Um, I don't know. Like uh, in the choruses, it just seems as though he's he's, he's half hearted. Like towards, yeah. you know, he, he was in a phase at this point in the career of bands that. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that too. That he wasn't quite as into it. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was actually going to get Naveed's take because he's actually he's a singer. He's the guy who's doing the. It's the funny, I've stuff, never so. listened to all of these, you know, to death. Obviously, just trying to pick up on all the nuances and all the stuff. And we do, we do every song on this. I'd say we do. No, we don't do every song. We, we do all of Live After Death. We do every song on that. But on this one, no, there's a bunch we don't do. We don't do Can I Play With Madness. We don't do Infinite Dreams. But but the point is, I've listened to a lot of these. And like, I think when you listen to Bruce Dickinson in the classic period, you hear his voice evolve a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go through different phases, right? I mean, like, um, you know, and just even just from a technical point as a singer, right? Like, if you listen to Beast Over Hammersmith, he's just going for it. He's like, you can tell there is no trying to protect his voice. Hmm. There's, he's a young guy and he just wants to get out there and like 
rip faces off. If he <laughs> kept doing that, he wouldn't have had a voice yeah, in like right. three years. Yeah, so right. you can already tell even an album or two later, even Live After Death. I mean, Live After Death, I agree, is, is you know, my favorite live album probably of all time. But, you know, I mean, and you're right. is he thinking? Is he singing exactly like the studio versions? Not at all. No. Not even close up. I mean, there's plenty of places where he's doing things differently. You know, I mean, just the 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 range and sort of the stamina required to do all that material. I mean, you see it evolve and go through phases. And I think, you know, when you listen to a lot of live versions, for me, I think uh, somewhere in time was probably in terms of like live performance is probably the low point. I think a lot of people would say they didn't do a live album for that. But if you listen on YouTube and stuff, he just sounded exhausted and they'd been touring like crazy album tour, yeah. album tour. I mean, you can only do it so much. Right. And so this one, it sounds like he's kind of on the rebound, but not quite, not quite back to what he could there, be. Yeah. There are you moments know? like, like the end of Hallow Be Thy Name. He's almost like, he's not even quite even hitting the note there. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a bunch of that on this album. If you, if you want to dissecting, uh, you know, Bruce Dickinson has this amazing ability to, even when he's not quite in tune, it still sounds good. It's like this, yeah. it's this crazy <laughs> thing. I don't know how he manages to do it, but he does it. Yeah. And it's crazy because anybody else who tries to do that just sounds bad. Yeah. So he just, you know, he's just, he's just so iconic, but like, I would say even the vocal performances are better for me on Donington, Real Life Dead One. You know, I, I, I think, just feel like, you know, he's probably just gone through phases in that classic I think, period. I think Flight 666 might be his best performance, like one of his best well, performances. Well, and well, what I was going to say was, you know, the reunion era is a different thing entirely. I, I mean, I think Rock and Rio is my number two right after Live After Death. I think okay. Rock and Rio is what about in vivo too? live albums so much energy and you can tell again if you're just looking at it sort of technically his voice is different in the reunion era and mm-hmm. actually he's more consistent he's actually mm-hmm. hitting the notes better i think he went away he took a break he doesn't talk about his voice much in interviews but it sounds like he must have had some kind of training or something because even when accident of birth and those albums came out he was killing it and the yeah, show have you killing it. have you read his book navid I bits and pieces, not the whole thing. Okay, that you should you should read the whole thing. He does talk about it in the book. Actually, he kind of opens up about his his vocals and how it like it kind of like what you were saying when he started it was just like balls out. I'm gonna yeah. destroy the world, and then he realized yep. I, if I keep doing this, I'm gonna kill myself, and I need to exactly step back. So, and and, and I, so whatever yeah. he did during the solo career, like the Chemical Wedding, you know those albums, Accident of Birth. When he came back to Maiden, he was just on it, and yeah. all of those albums, Flight Six 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 you know, Rock and Rio, even Death on the Road and those, whatever, all, all of them. I mean, he just sounds so great. And every time I've seen him in the reunion era, he's so consistent. You know, it's yeah. really, really something. But but I would agree, Made in England, I mean, it's not his strongest, not his yeah, strongest. Right. But you know what, though? All the credit to these guys for releasing it this way. Because it's real. Like, true. It's not yeah. unleashed in the East. You know what I mean? It's like... Right. <laughs> but I mean, pretty much this one, the reason this got created, I mean, let's face it, the reason why most of everything made in wise gets created is because Steve Harris. Right. I mean, he did not have <laughs> as much control over live after death and he felt pissed off about that. So he's like, all right, another live album. This time I control everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Nivi, though. He's he's doing like it's it's a credit to them to, you know, that they actually put this out. Yeah, this is. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it sounds like you know that's probably what he's saying that night or whatever. And maybe there were some minor edits or whatever, but well, it wasn't totally cleaned up. I mean, it definitely sounds yeah. you know a little bit raw. And and I really, I mean, that takes a lot of guts to do that. Most fans well, wouldn't the, do. Judging from what I read about this uh, this album, the release, what Steve Harris was trying to do in the production wise, um, you know, the, his setup of of mics, he was kind of. 
he had, I think, I mean, obviously this album was really purposefully created as a, as a, I guess a VHS back then. Right, VHS, you know, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was supposed to be, a, you know, a live recording. Uh, but he had mics uh, set up in the audience because he really wanted to try and encapsulate what the uh, what a, what a, the concert goer would actually hear. Right. Really get the sense of everything that happened. Um, right. And I think that comes through to an extent here. But I would, uh, you know, I think what you're saying um, is that, you know, they're they're. I mean, and I, I don't know what you guys think. I hate when live albums come out and it's like one song from each different show or oh, like one God, song. Yeah. From like, I mean, yeah. like so many, I mean, let's look at, you know, live after death or I mean, um, or like a, a, real, a real live one, a real one. dead one. Right. Uh, yeah. So much of the stuff. I like it when they do shit like this, where it's just like one fucking, you know, Everyone that yeah. showed up to the right. show gets to find out that guess what they got to be on an album and it's it's, it's yeah I, I yeah, prefer yeah, yeah. that but uh, I don't think that this recording this this you know performance was probably the best of that tour right no I just like it because the set list is, is features some of my old, like still life which Wait, I, there's, there's, yeah, I did enjoy that yeah. I, 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 yeah. there's I love stuff you're not going to hear on uh, uh, any other live album. That's, mm-hmm. right, that's, exactly. that's what I love about it. You know, it, it's yeah. a shame. I know it's, we're not talking about this particular album, but it's just, it's a shame to me how much of Somewhere in Time has just gotten passed over by the band. Yeah. 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 No, I know. That sucks. I know. Such yeah. a my all-time album. favorite. You know, album, so. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's yeah. Wasted yeah. Years yeah. and Heaven Can Wait, and that's pretty much, that's pretty that's much it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more you could pull from that album. So much more. Like Alexander the Great. Uh, well, that's a good song. Too. It, well, yeah, but they've never Which played one? it live. So, Alexander the Great. Have they never played the whole album all the way through? They definitely haven't because they've never played Alexander the yeah, Great no. live. Yeah, never played that. It's it's one of the like three didn't, didn't songs. Didn't they play they all know. of um, Seventh Son all the way through when you guys saw them? I was at no. that show. I mean, uh, you know, was it, it wasn't like, like five a years ago. Back thing. No, it was just kind of a, a, a looking back. Like it was they. Pulled but that stage show back and kind of redid that. Oh, I thought era. they played the album all the way through. Not no, all, no. Nah. Okay. Nah. Well, and most of it. Nah. But, and I think, I mean, two years or maybe even three years before that, they did that for uh, somewhere in time. I didn't go to that show, unfortunately. But I, I saw that one too. That was I was so happy to see that one because, uh, you know, I missed them on on the initial run of somewhere in time. So to be able to see them on the, somewhere back in time when they did that, that was awesome. That's amazing. I was reading an interview about this album and, um, you know, for some reason, I mean, for me, this is just sort of part of the Maiden catalog. And I don't really think of Maiden as a prog metal band per se, but this album definitely was that, right? It's like a concept album. There's lots, again, back to the time changes and all of that. I mean, there's lots of that going on. And I read in uh, some interview that, you know, this is kind of, I think, when Bruce Dickinson was probably thinking about taken off and doing his own thing or whatever. Right. And, you know, he was, I think feeling like operation mind crime was like a better concept album than their concept album. And, you know, <laughs> oh, I guess, yes. yeah, Harris is already <laughs> feeling like, yeah, he's just not really, you know, into this. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I, I think that's in the book too. I think he talks a little bit about yeah. that in the book too. So yeah. Uh, Cause it was, <laughs> right it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a, it was a concept. It wasn't really a story. It was more right. like, I've got yeah. this concept and it was, you know, Seventh Son, since it's our seventh album. I mean, you know, we discussed yeah. this. We we actually, you know, discussed Seventh Son in a previous session episode. Yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah. we got into the, all of that. And, and seriously, I mean, my biggest complaint is where the fuck is that story going? I mean, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, there is no. 
uh, you, you get some plot points, but there's no consistency. And I mean, does it even end? Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. On the flip side, however, the songs do hold up on their own, which is really uh, yes. cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You, don't, you don't need the story. But um, yeah, this one, you know, the other thing that I like about this album a lot is I think in the set list, the, the pacing of it is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, you know, I mean, you come in big with Moonchild and Evil That Men Do and The Prisoner and write their song number four. You're already bringing it down for still life and get some atmosphere and stuff like that, which was right. an interesting place to put it. Just we always agonize over like how to order a set list, you know, mm-hmm. for, for our the, the tribute shows and stuff like that. So it's interesting to see the choices that they make because they're yeah. not the choices that we make because we're just trying to, you know, make sure that everyone really gets gets into it and you want to get the casual yeah. fans as much as hardcore fans. But these guys, you know, they're 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 just jumping right in. Like song four is still life. They're like, okay, well, we're gonna go with right. a deep cut like, you know, in the first third of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. That, yeah, it's yeah, really cool. That. Yeah. And it's an interesting that the way the show ends is interesting too. It, it's you know, the closer is sanctuary. I guess that's not too odd. I've done that a couple times, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Run to the hills, running free and sanctuary. I mean, yeah, right. so that's, that's four the old school yeah. tunes and of course three of which are played in every goddamn Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sanctuary <laughs> it's cool to see that because you know that isn't one of the four old school ones that's done every fucking show. Yeah. 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 Wait, so you're mad that they do that? I just every loved show? I'm just I'm just kinda sick to hearing Run to the Hills and Iron Man. <laughs> I love those songs, I mean, but you know, I hope it's next like Wednesday. Seek and destroy. You like Yeah, like every yeah. band has the well, you yeah, know what? to their credit the to their credit, the trooper's not on this album. Oh, that's true. That's crazy. Which is huh. which is actually that. I will tell you one of my least favorite songs to do. And huh. every <laughs> show I try to convince the guys let's drop it for the show and they'll tell me to shut up and then that's the exact <laughs> But why don't you like playing it? Is it a vocal thing or you know, is it just, it's just the song itself? No, it's just not that I, I never loved the song, which is kind of weird. Like I mean I mean, it's just never been one of my favorite like among the overplayed to death Iron Maiden songs, I'll take Run to the Hills over the Trooper any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a cooler song personally. So Trooper music gets kind of repetitive and I mean it's cool. I'm not gonna say it's a bad song, obviously. Yeah. But um right, right. but yeah, but but in doing the doing the set list, yeah, we, we do a lot of this like, you know, what should go <laughs> where, what's gonna pump up the audience, what's gonna like be a curveball for the old school guys. Cause you know, whenever we do this, there's always gonna be that contingent of like the really old, crusty dudes. Yeah, who, of like, course. yeah, some made him priest too, and like <laughs> those right. guys. <laughs> yeah. You, know, yeah. Yeah. you, you they, pull like, you're gonna bitch know, if you play anything off of Fear of the Dark, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's like, you know, you you know, you play yeah. purgatory, there's like five guys going nuts and everyone else is like, What the hell was that? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all about making choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do a lot of yeah, Blaze Bailey era stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I'll tell you, not even that. Our drummer, Chris, um, he's a purist, and he didn't want to do anything after Fear of the Dark. We mm-hmm. just convinced him to do Wicker Man. So it's oh, wow. one Jeez. concession to the reunion era. Wow. Which will be, yeah, we'll I've, be I've talked to him about that before. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I've I've tried several times yeah. to have him listen to Book of Souls. I'm like, dude, you got to give Book of Souls oh, another chance. That album is so good. good. And he can't. He's like, no, I've tried like four times. I can't do it. I'm like, oh, it's so good. How you, can you? He? You're missing out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's it it's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, um, I liked how Seventh Son of the Seventh Son the song ended and they went right to Number of the Beast. I thought that was a cool transition. You know, the other um, thing that's worth noting about Made in Live albums, if you if you perform the music, they are way faster than the studio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so much faster. When we started Eyes of the Nile, this was the biggest band debate because 
Chris, again, you know, he's like a fanatic. He knows every last like hi-hat nuance that Clive Burr ever played on anything. So he's oh, like yeah. a total completist, like obsessive. You know, he's a trained musician and he charts. Yes. He's charts the words. Stuff, like, he's you great. sucked him. Yeah. Because the point is, you know, he <laughs> wanted to do these replicas of the studio versions, like, you know, everything exactly the same. And so when we started the band, I mean, one of the big conversations was, are we trying to sort of like replicate the albums or do we want to like put on an awesome show and sound like Maiden does in concert? So it's a choice, right. right? You don't, it's one or the other because, you know, yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like something like Flight of, Flight of Icarus is a funeral dirge on, you know, peace of mind. I can't even barely mm-hmm. listen to it. So it's, it's uh, Revelations. Yeah, Revelations, my yeah. God. So, so after yeah. a lot of back and forth, thankfully we recruited a bunch of other guys who agreed with me. So yeah. <laughs> we play everything at like warp speed and it's a blast. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hall- Hallowed Be Thy Name is another example of that too. Yeah. Totally. What, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The first one I ever had was Live After Death. So when I went back to the studio versions, I was like, well, yeah. this, this is no good. Like I couldn't listen to Revelations. <laughs> yeah. Hallowed wow. Be Thy Name. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I yeah, wore yeah. out Live After Death before even getting a studio album. Jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It's totally different when you hear like, had, you know, the studio versions. I had Live After Death before, um, uh, uh, peace of mind also so yeah, those other versions i was like oh yeah is, what's going on it's boring <laughs> yeah, it's completely what are you doing? <laughs> yeah that important revelation da, da, da. Yeah. Da, da, da. yeah why aren't they doing the group vocals there it's <laughs> right. the crowd sing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's totally true yeah. um they play killers on this set too yeah. which yeah it's fucking awesome to hear yeah that's really good to hear that Bruce is do really it. cool yeah is that the yeah, one I mean, what, what's that, your guys' take on Bruce Dickinson doing the Deanna stuff? I love it. Um, great. Yeah, it love always it. sounds better when he it sounds better to me. Thank you. Yeah. Way better. I mean, he's a better singer. He's I, a better I, I, singer. I'm, I'm kind of better. a Deanna hater, full disclosure, which <laughs> I just, like people hate me for this. And all, all kinds of people say the Killers is their favorite Maiden album, blah, blah, blah. I don't I get don't that. I don't understand who. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. I don't get that. I don't oh, man. I've had so many people say that to me. Like it's really weird. I don't know. I mean, it's a good album, but like, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's it's a good album. It's all like stuff that wasn't good enough, mainly for their first (laughs) album. You know, is no, that's not. Apparently, it was written for that album. I think Fistful of Metal is the best Anthrax album. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically the same thing. (laughs) It's like the same thing. No, a lot of people just say that stuff because they know it's going to be a, it's going to evoke a reaction. Like probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's absurd. Come on. Killers? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. So many people, even people I, who love like 80s metal and high vocals and all that, they're like, oh, yeah, killers and punk attitude and blah, blah. I'm like, I just, yeah. It's, no. You know, to me, I think that like, you know, you can still get a lot of that energy on Number of the Beast, but it's just the songs are better and the vocals are better. It's just a different, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. Something like Invaders could have probably been on Killers. Like, it's oh, a sure. fast, rich, <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a shitty song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Why no, is that the no, first no, song? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a great song. The chorus, I don't like the chorus is slightly suspect. I will give you that. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It's a weird song to open an album with. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the worst song in yes. album. And it's like... It is not worse than Gangland. It is not Gang- worse than Gangland. It's not worse than Gangland. Oh, okay. yeah. Gangland ain't good. Yeah. yeah. Gangland is so good. Yeah. But, um, I think, yeah, but, you I think know, I'll said- tell you one thing about Invaders. It is really fun to play. Huh. Yeah. I think I'll take Gangland. Steve yeah, Harris said that should have been a, a B-side. It's like that Gangland? Was, that was it sounds nice. like a B-side. That should not have been a 
Gangland, said, yeah. He said Burning Ambition was the one they should have put on the album. They, they got those backwards. Is or that, Total Eclipse, you mean? Total Eclipse, that's it, yeah. yeah. Total Eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of shifted into talking <laughs> yeah, just made, yeah. but that's fine. That's We're okay. spinning the entire it's a live uh, album. album. Live albums? I mean, yeah, yeah live, live album. album. There's no way to avoid it. Yeah. So I, I kind of uh, hinted at this earlier. I missed Maiden in their heyday in the 80s. Not that they're not great live now, but Naveed, when was the first time you saw them live? The first time I saw them actually was Brave New World. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I also did not see them in, in the classic period. Hmm. Yeah. I was Well, I mean, okay, I was, I was a bit young. I mean, the first... The first shows I started going to were probably like in 90, 91. Yeah, mm-hmm. for some reason, it just never never happened for me. But um, yeah, Brave New World first, and then a couple times since then, you know. Okay. That was an interesting one, Brave New World. They had Halford with his solo band, and I, I want to say Queensryche or something. Hmm. Oh, okay. It was an interesting lineup. Yeah, was, it, was it with... Fight? Or was it just... No, no, it was Halford. It was a Halford, solo band. It was like yeah. Resurrection, I think, was that oh, era. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I think gotcha. it was then, but yeah, it was, it was great. It was really good. Yeah. What tour, what, what tour was that one in Meriwether, Eric? Um, like 2003. 2003, yeah. Was That's that, the first that time was, I saw them. That was right before... Um, uh, it was oh, that the, was... Uh, Dance of Death was the album that came out. Yeah, that came out right after that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Dance of Death. Yeah. Which was not very good. <laughs> eh, it's, it's, a little, it's a little boring. It's a little boring. Yeah. A little it's bit. okay. Yeah, but, uh, was no that yeah, Motorhead and Dio? That was 2001? That was with Blaze Bailey, right? Dio was two thousand three. No. I think it was. I think. I think that was the same show, Keith. Two thousand three. It was in two thousand three. Sure. Motorhead was at that show. Yeah, it was Motorhead opened, and it was. I think we got yeah. we got there late, didn't we? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You missed yeah, Motorhead. Uh, we were. It's the only time I heard Megadeth in my life. Megadeth, uh, Motorhead. Pretty much, we got there after uh, as soon as we could after after work. Pulled into the park parking lot, and we're walking. To the damn show, we could hear Motorhead playing, and it was awesome. And then by the time we finally got in and everything's going on, <laughs> they finished, yeah, got, and then Dio came so on. And I'm you like, had flashbacks of Sepultura fuck. and uh, oh, exactly. Pantera. Fucking <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. I'll never forgive you, Tim. I know. Yeah, I, 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 okay. I think I remember Dio because I was <laughs> not a Dio fan no. at the time. We, I've, not, I've we, since, we did not appreciate him at that time. Yeah. yeah, I've since appreciated him a lot more. And kind of gone back and rediscovered a lot of his stuff, but at the time I was not a Dio fan at all. So, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I I've I've rediscovered Holy Diver <laughs> and found out that's a good album, but everything else is like. Didn't they uh, play um, the eighteen twelve Overture? Like, wasn't that the drum <laughs> solo? Like, you mean Dio or Maiden? Dio. Uh, that sounds familiar. Sounds vaguely familiar. Maybe it was cheesy. Uh, now we're talking about Dio. <laughs> I, I was throwing beers back pretty whole ass. <laughs> I was sick and still throwing beers back. It was, it was hot as hell that day too, wasn't it? I remember trying to sing some of the songs. I thought I was going to pass out. I just remember it was Meriwether and we were on the lawn and Tom, like drank so much, Tom drank so much that he couldn't even walk down the, yeah. oh, Tom. the hill. <laughs> Poor old Tom. This <laughs> sounds like Tom. <laughs> yeah. So back to the album for a minute. Another question for you guys. How did you feel about keyboards 
incorporated into the maiden sound. I, that's no, another, I had no that, problem that's with that. Point yeah. of controversy. I'll, I'll be honest, like you know, whenever when you know, uh, Somewhere in Time was the first album I ever heard from Maiden, yep. and I fell in love with it. I mean, right. I, I was expecting when I first heard Maiden, I was expecting something a lot heavier than what it actually was. Right, uh, and it doesn't matter; it was fucking phenomenal, regardless. Uh, and I did not realize back in those days that there was keyboard even being used necessarily. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it, did, it didn't stick out to me uh, too much. And I over the, the long term, I mean, I'm sure in this performance, they definitely have got to have some of it going okay. on, at least, you know, there's, I mean, only two uh, Summer in Time songs played. Did I mean, was much of that used in Seventh Son? A little bit. Well, yeah, you, you need it for Seventh Son. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure that one. Yeah. That is, sticks out. Probably Infinite Dreams as well. A couple of other ones. I'd have to go back and, and think about it. But yeah. Can you imagine the hate if, if the internet was around? Oh, my God. Seventh Son came out. How much hate oh, they were like? It would have been a, just a <laughs> deluge. Well, there's still people that talk about it that way. And even the Somewhere in Time thing. I mean, people get hung up on keyboards and guitar synths and they don't listen to the songs, which are fantastic. Yeah. yeah I don't, it doesn't even, it's, not even, it's, it's not even a thought in my mind when no. I listen to an album. It's, it's just part of the even, songs. It's just yeah. there. And it's it, it to me, it. Enhances the songs. It makes them sound. Yeah, yeah. I don't have no problem with that in mind. And the thing is, if you're going to do like a conceptual piece like this, you need to create atmosphere, and keyboards are a really important part of doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I have no. I never had a problem with that. I like the keyboards. Yeah. I want to add. I like it. And on my (laughs) keys, I didn't know. I didn't even really notice they were there until years later. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is they were wise to make them kind of a background sort of a thing. Yeah. I mean, they don't really have a starring role, right. you know? Yeah. yeah, it's not like they're drowning out, like, you know, a, a, a Dave Murray solo. With- no. Yeah. Well, you talk a about... Completely random tangent, but, like, for some reason, this reminds me of this. Def Leppard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like a lot of early Def Leppard stuff a lot. And um, bringing on the Heartbreak, mm-hmm. the original version that's on High and Dry, I love. Yeah. But they released it as a single. They threw all these keyboards all oh, over, yeah. I guess, to appeal to what was happening on the radio. Yeah. And there's all this like, and it just sounds horrible and like wrecks the whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to know, you got to know what to do with those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a way. It's the way they use it. You know, you said it was kind of atmospheric, mm-hmm. and it's like, I mean, the song Seventh Son. I'll play the like that whole kind of yeah, yeah, chanting in it's the great. background. Like it's that awesome. adds to the song. Yeah. See, those those keyboards are necessary. Right. Yeah. They create a lot of drama. Right, if it was just guitars and bass, it wouldn't have nearly the amount of drama. Exactly. It's exactly. not even on its own. It's not even that great of a riff per se. But when you hear it all together, mm-hmm. it sounds so cute. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, so. I totally agree. Conversely, in the same year, Judas Priest attempted the same thing, and fell flat on their face. That wasn't. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, it, Turbo. Yes. Underrated album. Oh. Underrated. Underrated. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely underrated. Cheesy, yes, but still underrated. I'm your turbo lover. Oh, it's a great song. Adam Cole is a great song. (laughs) Reckless is a great song. Nah, there's a lot of good songs. We haven't gotten back to eighty-six. Yeah, okay. Eighty-six. I don't think I've ever even heard that old album. Actually, I loved it when it came out, and then as I get older, I was like, you know, you know what? Those songs sound better on uh, the live album, Priest Live. Hmm. They do a whole bunch of songs from Turbo. They're faster. They're heavier. They just make a little more sense. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that, that's another album where it's a little plodding. Some of the tempos mm-hmm. feel kind of slow. But when you mm-hmm. hear like Rock You All Around the World or Private Property or any of those songs, they do sound better live, I will say. Hmm. I'll, I'll check it I out. Say. I'll, give it a, yeah, I'll give it a fair shot. It's better. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they were trying to pander to the hair metal crowd. That was pretty obvious. Yes. The lyrical yeah. content and all. There's no question about that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. But I don't mind hair metal either, so that's a whole other. That's a whole other. <laughs> let's let's stick is, with Maiden. Is, uh, <laughs> let's is not veer off topic. Is too Grinder much. on that album? <laughs> no, no, uh, but it should be. Grinder's before <laughs> Grinder with me. Grinder was on British Steel. <laughs> oh, okay. Grinder's on Now we're back to Grinder. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's your podcast title. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to do a callback. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good job. <laughs> It's on British uh, Steel. I have that album. I should I should have known that. You should have known that. I have it twice, twice. actually. Wants you to eat. <laughs> Those are genius lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for meat. Sorry. Wants I shouldn't pick eat. on Rob Halford. Yes. Well, or yeah. Rob Halford. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we saw him live too. We saw him with Fight. Oh, really? Oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. Did I? Was, they were they were opening for who? Tim Sepultura. Oh my god, I forgot. About that. <laughs> it was yeah, I think it, I think it was Sepultura. Where was, was it? Hammerjack? Uh, it wasn't Hammerjacks. What was it? It wasn't the Bayou, was it? No, no. it was some weird club in Maryland. I feel like. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, was it? It wasn't Painter's Mill, was it? Maybe. Painter's Mill Maybe was awful, awesome, but short lived. Painters. I remember. No. I just remember being on the Burned balcony down. near the window oh. and seeing fight. And I think they were maybe open was, for Sepultura. Yeah, maybe it was Hammerjack. I don't know, but yeah, I remember, I remember we did see them. Yeah, I don't think you were there, Joe. Yeah, I don't think I was either. Well, shall <laughs> we? Uh, shall we move on to the headliner of this episode? <laughs> yes. Testament. I feel like, it, I feel like it's a co-headliner. Pra- yeah. You can, yeah. <laughs> Practice what you preach. So, play a little bit. Immediately, you hear that bass, right? Yes, so this album. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Uh, so Testament is Chuck Billy on vocals, Eric Peterson on guitar, Alex Skolnick on guitar, Greg Christian bass, and Louis Clemente drums. The classic lineup of Testament yeah. anyway. Uh, and yeah, this album, man, this was my favorite Testament album for a long time. Yeah, me too. This mm-hmm. is the first yeah. one I ever had and was also my favorite for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was just, I mean, recently I, I think... Um, I said, well, I think New Order's a little bit better. Yeah, um, I think we both came to that consensus around the same time. Yeah, and I think this album is better than the first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. This is the, probably no, the second No, you don't think so, best. Keith? I, for me, oh, that's why your I, favorite I think, album is, is. Yeah, Legacy is my favorite. Then New Order. I mean, and those two are, you know, it's a close second. Damn. It is very close. This one is an absolute third. It, it comes nowhere close to as good as the first two. And then let's just say we fall off a cliff. <laughs> I mean, but uh, Souls of Black is a good album. Definitely not great. I mean, it's The Legacy. Okay. I think The Legacy is underrated. 
You mean? Uh, wait, you mean the ritual? There's some good right? tracks in there. I'm I sorry, mean, the, the ritual, the ritual. Sorry, the ritual. Uh, the ritual. ritual that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, rituals. It's got some good tracks, but I still remember when that one first came out. Uh, was it Agony? Like I heard that song and was just thought it was the worst <laughs> shit. <laughs> that real heavy song. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but one way or another, let's get back yeah, to let's talk practice. About- pra- I mean, the first uh, album I ever heard from these guys was New Order and fell in love. I mean, it was just, that was that. I was sold. Testament was my favorite band back in the day. I don't know if I heard practice. I think I heard practice before I heard uh, Legacy, but one way or another, I, Legacy, hands down. You, I you just know, this, love is, this is a different kind of an album, though. I mean, it's very mid-tempo. It's very commercial. Mm. I mean, it's it's, you know, I mean... Mm-hmm. The production on this is like, I mean, the fact that you, I mean, Louis Clemente, nobody's ever going to no. write anything very good about him. But one way or another, you can flat yeah. out hear distinctly every time yeah. he touches his fucking bass pedal, yeah. every oh, yeah. single great. thing he's doing, yeah. not too technical, yeah. but you can hear it yeah. perfectly. It's a, great, I mean, uh, the, 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 it's a great air drum album. It's a great air drum album. <laughs> <laughs> play air and drums. the songs are super catchy. I mean, it's just, you know, it doesn't yeah. have the thrashers. I mean, there's no preacher. There's no nothing like that, but... Mm-hmm. But I think the songs are very well written and they're catchy. You can sing along to practically every single one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's is- interesting too because it is not you know Louis Valente's not doing crazy shit on the drums and it's very and again this is another like groove oriented album. There's a lot of groove parts and it's like just kind of laid back you know drums. But it's in a, it's in a time where Justice had just come out, so and a lot of these bands were doing the more progressive right. like crazy time change stuff they didn't do that they did kind of just stuck to the yeah. thing and wrote something that was like you said navid more more catchy more kind of yeah it's their black mainstream couple, almost couple standouts on this one um the skolnik is just ripping oh, oh yeah it's just ridiculous it's yeah. so good yeah. and if you see them live like just seeing the practice what you preach solo performed live yeah. is just unto itself it's just yeah, it yeah. goes through all these different like you know sort of like phases of the solo and they're all just phenomenal one to the next it's such a well-composed guitar solo he's so good yeah we didn't mention this but navid you play guitar too you're not just a singer. i do yeah you play guitar in Irish Divine, right? I don't play like Alex Skolnick, but I do play guitar. <laughs> I don't think anyone, not, not a lot of people do. I, I, I certainly don't either, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe or I play like Steve Harris. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I do. Yeah, yeah, I play like Irish Clemente. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, I think, Tim, you might play like Louis Clemente. That's what I just said. Oh. <laughs> I just said that. Oh, okay. You know, the, um, the other thing about this album that's very, very noteworthy is that it was recorded live. Oh, was which it? Is for, yeah, yes, it was. It was. Yeah, that's super true. Super important. Yeah, they, that's true. Everything with the vocals were literally done live. So again, I mean, you have to be a very, very well rehearsed band yeah. to mm-hmm. literally just go. On. Actually, I post about this on Facebook. I don't post that much on. I don't post that much on Facebook. When I do, it's always some nerdy music thing. Mm-hmm. And so I posted about this last year because they. I read an interview with Alex Perialis, who's a producer right. who did this, some other stuff at the time, and this is what he had to say about this album. So he said, because it was done on tape, right? This is way yeah, before yeah. Pro Tools and all that. Right. You just had to sort of, you know, be able to dad your instruments, right? So he said this. He said, uh, working on tape forces you to be engaged on a different level, not with your eyes on Pro Tools. Um, you know, the control room phone was on mute. I wanted them to be engaged in what in what we were doing. And we made practice what you preach in Berkeley, California. They wanted to make it live. And he said, if we're going to say in the press that it was made live, then we're going to make it live. <laughs> and so basically, he said every day they would run through the set twice. Oh, my gosh. And they just did that until they would just get the takes that they liked. I can't imagine how much work That's that must have been. But it feels like a very energized album. Even though it's mid-tempo, it's a very high-energy album. Oh, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, they're going to know those songs now, aren't they? They're not going to forget this. this. Yeah, <laughs> right. This was the album, I think, that fooled us into thinking Alex Perialis was a worth a shit producer. Oh, this and, <laughs> and Ratchel America. <laughs> yeah, pretty much Ratchel America, too. Yeah, pretty much everything else we, that he put out sounds terrible. <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this album sounded so good that we were like, man, he's, he's the best, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll the, say, I think the drumming suck on this. The drums suck on this album. <laughs> the sound of them or the playing? The playing. I think he's being a fucking lazy shit throughout the whole album. Yeah, yes. Well, well compared to the last two, for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, the question is how much more did he have to offer, right? I mean, I feel like this is just what <laughs> he, he, what he, he was at mean, his talent level. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. He and, you know, the poor guy. I mean, who are his contemporaries, right? Dave Lombardo. Right. right? Charlie I mean, Benante. <laughs> yeah. You know, Charlie <laughs> Benante, like these guys, you know, even, you know, I mean, even Lars back then, make fun of him, whatever. But back then he was doing oh, yeah. Yeah. really cool Absolutely. stuff. And he was tons of energy. So, you know, I mean, there's barely any double kick on this album. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, there's no. a really, there's a or bit. any of them for that matter. Like he really, you know, I mean. And, and that's, you know, when they when they change out their drummers, I mean, you could just hear the yeah, difference. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We get Gene Hoagland. It's not even fair. Yeah, you get Gene Hoagland in there. Oh, my God. Forget about it. <laughs> you know, I'll, I have something to say about that. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> all right. So I love Gene Hoagland. Love him. He's brilliant with death and all that stuff. Completely underutilized by Testament. Completely. Demonic. I mean, they could have done so much that's more with That's their worst album, though. But the problem yeah. is this. It wasn't even the songs and whatever. It was this. Eric Peterson has this thing and he's talked about it in an interview. You can hear it in all their albums. He wants all the drum fills to follow the guitars. Really? So he really reins in what the drummer can do because uh, he wants okay. everything to lock up and match rather than pushing and pulling or playing against or creating a counter rhythm. He's not into that. So Gene Hoagland pretty much got his marching orders to just lock in with the guitars and all the crazy ride cymbal and all the amazing stuff he does. He didn't get to do. Hmm. So I think hmm. it was kind of a wasted opportunity. Lombardo did better on the gathering. I think he had a little bit more of a leash to kind yeah, of run with. That album and sounds then, like Lombardo, yeah. But even then, if you listen to Lombardo, Lombardo's like my favorite drummer. If you listen to his fills on Slayer albums like South of Heaven, you know, or uh, <laughs> Stevens, I mean, they're amazing. His mm-hmm. drum fills are like, they're like, it's like, it's just like, it's like so fluid and amazing. Yeah. And he plays around the riffs a lot. He doesn't play with them. Yeah, he plays he, around. Sure. Yeah. And he didn't do that on The Gathering. I mean, no. Eric Peterson was like, you've got to follow the guitars. So I think he wastes the talent of his drummers because huh. he insists on that approach. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't agree yeah. that you have, you know, you should let your drummer play. You know, you, I, yeah. I, I despise when drummers play to what the guitar is. I don't, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. We were just like talking earlier listen, about. If you listen carefully, you'll hear it a lot on Testament stuff, especially yeah. the later era stuff. You'll hear it a lot. We were just huh. talking recently. We, we saw Kill Switch Engage last weekend. They opened for Clutch. Right. And they do, a, they do a cover of Holy Diver. Right. And it's, it's basically. It's it's a horrible cover. I don't. I hate that cover because it, <laughs> it, first of all, it, it it completely ruins the original song. And they they do these things where it's like just crunchy guitar and the drums matching exactly what the guitar is doing. Right. And that's not yeah, at all what annoying. the Dio song is about. Yeah. It's like, which is a which is sort of a modern metal convention, right? With the kick drums, especially. Yes. I'm talking about here even like on the fills, like um, you heard on you heard a lot of like the the low. Do you guys like the low album? Yeah. Uh, oh, right yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that album. And yeah. So like you know. On a song like Hail Mary, I mean, he just follows every yeah. single thing throughout the whole thing. And that, that sort of bothers me because of the caliber of the drummers that they get. Who's drumming on that yeah. album? Who is it? Uh, John, John Tempesta. Tempesta. That's Tempesta. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tempesta's on that album. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I like that album a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one, so Clemente, I mean, like, you know, I think he did pretty much what he could do. <laughs> yeah. 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 He needed He needed to go. 
<laughs> he didn't let wait. He lasted until the ritual. Ritual. The ritual. Yeah. Which was even more straightforward in mid tempo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah. fine on that album because that album's kind of boring. Slow. I like that yeah. album. That was the um, that was during that whole period too when all, all the thrash bands were starting to slow down. Yeah. Like, well, well that, that was the Metallica did the black album. Black album. Yeah. That's exactly what that was. Yep. This yep. this album was kind of like their black album in a way. Practice what you preach. It's got kind of a black album. Well, it's different. It's it's it's. I mean, let's face it. Lyric wise, it kind of breaks away from all the normal stuff that they. I mean, let's face it. You know, uh, Billy didn't write any of the lyrics in the the first album, at least that most. I mean, but even you know, for New Order, things were still a little more like you know, fucked up, demonic, weirdo, normal metal stuff. This one, throwing in the politics, let's face it, you know, not a whole lot of, I mean, as much as, you you know, Peace Sells But Who's Buying definitely had a political angle to it. You know, a lot of the other, you know, and uh, and, we talked about um, fucking Nuclear Assault. Mm -hmm. They threw politics, you know, into their shit a bunch, but that politics has never been that big, uh, you know, on the metal side of things. Um, I'd throw Anthrax in there probably. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but and, and it wasn't just one political song on this album either. There was kind of a yeah. a theme half of half of this, yeah, yeah. topical, which is not you know wasn't normal for them. So one thing about this album, uh, in terms of tracks, I mean, the title track obviously everybody loves. The ballad, I think people really dig that one a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, that people don't talk about that much that I love is Blessed and Contempt. I mean, oh, it's the only thrasher on the album, yeah, it is. but I think it's a really good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I love that song. Great yeah. song. It's a really, really good one. I thought that just turned out great. I, mean, I thought I thought the last two tracks, I, I hadn't listened to this in a while, listened to the whole thing again in preparation for this. I thought the last two songs were kind of throwaways for me. Yeah. Yeah, nightmare, and then the instrumental confusion. Fusion is just kind of like I was yeah, wondering. They, that. Needed, they needed more time that, on the I, album. I, I, I was wondering that same exact thing. Did they just need to fill a forty, you know, past the forty-five minute yeah. mark or something? It, it feels, and even nightmare just felt like a tossed together kind of like couple of riffs and let's call it a day. Yeah, it's, it's only, like it's I, only I, I long. Blessing contempt is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nightmare coming back to you was almost like you know, it's it's almost not hardcore, but it's it's kind of got that feel like almost punk rockish. Right. Yeah, that was two minutes twenty seconds. That was the song if you wanted to finish your mixtape with yeah, something I'll just throw yeah. it on there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The ballad though you mentioned, like I think that so much set the landscape for you know. I think so many people had to kind of rip off the way they did that because right. it, it was perfect I mean I don't think any other band has, has hit you know the, the ballad type song right. as perfect as, as they do on this album yeah and that's uh, you know Navid said earlier that's you know um, Alex Gomez ripping on this album and that's uh, that solo and that's, that song oh, just, yeah. God, oh yeah the mini solos in that song it's just yeah. the, his guitar work in that song is really impressive his guitar work all over the place over uh, I mean, that was the one thing, like we mentioned, Low. Like, when he left this band, yeah. I bought Low, and you know, I listened to it a few times, but, you know, him leaving that band yeah. left a fucking, you know. Yeah, you can't yeah he has a style. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He has a style. Yeah. But, you know, that, that having been said, I sort of feel bad for Alec, for uh, Eric Peterson, because, I mean, he's the he's the engine, right? I mean, he's, oh, yeah. he's the main songwriter, the main riff writer. I think he's someone who kind of doesn't get his due, right? I mean, people right. talk about a lot of the other rhythm guitar players of the time, you know, Mustaine, Hetfield, blah, blah, blah. Peterson's kept this thing chugging the whole time. Oh, yeah, he's the yeah. guy. And he's written a whole pile of great riffs, but I feel like he kind of doesn't get his due he's all the, the time. Uh, he's the Scott Ian of that band. Right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Well, no, no, because Scott Ian doesn't write. That's much. true. He doesn't Charlie write. Yeah, Charlie writes stuff. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, but this that's guy, Eric Peterson's really—he's writing the songs, and then Chuck yeah. is doing his thing. But like, I just think that guy—he's been ultra consistent 
for the entire duration of Testament's career. I just think like deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, no, I yeah, agree for sure. I agree. It's under underrated. I was looking to see. You know who wrote a bunch of lyrics in this album? Hmm. Who's Alex, like, oh, they all Alex did, Skolnick. Like. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it says on the, in the liner notes. It says who wrote the lyrics. His name was on seven out of, uh, what are, how many songs are on here? Seven out of ten. Yeah. Well, one of them is instrumental. So seven out of nine. Yeah, it's so wow. weird. The, the, yeah. Chuck, Chuck only wrote you know lyrics in four of the songs. Huh. Yeah, one, two, three. <laughs> five, on here it says five. So five of the songs have Chuck's lyrics. Yeah. I mean, some of them are collaborations. So it's like, you know. Billy Pierce, yeah. right. you know, but still, Skolnick's name is on seven out of nine of the songs that have actual lyrics. So I had no idea. That's surprising. Oh, Skolnick yeah, didn't tour with them on the Ritual tour, did he? He was like gone. Who? Skolnick. Oh, did he leave? He may have. Yeah, he left in between uh, Ritual and, and Low. He played on the album though. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just going back through some of their other albums, looking at who who's played with them. And uh, it's a lot of people. And I remember it was um, it was. The guy from Forbidden, not not Craig, but the other guy. That oh, the other guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but Glenn, yeah, yeah, yeah Glenn. Oh yeah, Glenn Alvarez or whatever. Yeah, Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So hey, Tim, did we see them? Because they apparently they toured with Wrathchild America on this. I album. saw them, but I don't think you were there. It was them and uh, uh, Annihilator. Yes. Yeah. I, that Annihilator. Was, that, was, America. that was Richie Coliseum. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think you went because you might. I think you were too young. Or no, something. yeah, it was, it was. It said it was October '89, so I was probably <laughs> yeah, too young. Me and Although Stephen my went. first, my first show was '89. My first like club show was '89. Sepultura, Beneath the Remains tour. So maybe it was a school night. Probably. Oh, real quick, Naveed, do you know Rothschild America? We asked everyone this. A little bit, a little bit, okay. not too much. Okay. That Couple songs. They were the they were the band that we like followed around and yeah, semi local band. So we were you know every show. We were there, right. so yeah. Saw them countless times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here's one thing from the Wikipedia page: "Confusion Fusion" is the only song from this album that has never been performed live. Yeah, there you how go. about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it also said that uh, "Praxis to Preach" has been played over what, what, seven hundred, seven hundred times. times. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> I think that yeah, you I, have to play that song. Yeah, that's I, one I'm of surprised those. it's that small. I mean, I figured. You know, it, it's one of their old school tracks, so everybody wants to hear like one of the old school things. And I'm sure, they've it's, played thousands upon thousands of shows. You know, it, it's hard to write instrumentals that do not feel like filler. I, yeah. I think there's it, there's only a handful of bands I feel that really have been able to make one that sticks. I mean, the the, the gold standard for me is always going to be Rush. I don't think anybody does better instrumentals than them or ever will. But, oh, what, what do you guys uh, think about that comment? <laughs> oh, no. uh, I wouldn't Keith, know. Keith, Keith likes why, it. Why, why, YYZ, yeah, Lavilla, those are so, you know, and, and I'm not like a Rush. I'm a fan, but not a fanatic. But in terms yeah. of instrumentals, best. Yeah. I, I, to, to me. I, I go Orion and Call of Cthulhu. Those are, mm. you know, but we were just talking about but, the last. Those are also two great examples, but, but do you see what I'm saying? Like there aren't that many. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's funny rare. because we've, we, we've talked about two albums this year where we, we actually said there are instrumentals on, on these albums that are really good. Um, Faith so, No More. The Metal with, Church. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Faith No More was Woodpecker from Mars and Metal Church mm. was, uh, what's the name of that song? It's, it's, it's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. Yeah. Not a two good great song instrumentals. Title. So. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's hard to write. And, you know, this one on this album is just, it kind of, it's just there. It's like yeah. two riffs. Yeah, this and, just sort of there. Yeah. yeah. Almost. And they even left it, it at the end. end too. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Right. You, you, can, this one. you can just fast forward <laughs> they now. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's not even like throw some really good solos in there or something. There's not, nothing even like that in there, you know? No. I kind of like boring. the bass line in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a good driving bass line. But, but yeah. That's about it. <laughs> uh, yep, that's about it. <laughs> Envy Life. Envy Life is an awesome song. I love that song. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the whole thing I would say. Like, there aren't any clunkers on here except for those last two, and they're pretty bad clunkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a great album. I mean, start to finish. Well, not start to finish. Obviously, we just talked about that. Uh, it's a great album. <laughs> Depends on start, where you finish. Start to yeah. If you eight. just stop the, the, the ballad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you might be onto something about that. They needed to make it 45 minutes. Didn't they have a problem with that on the New Order? In, the New uh, Order, yeah. Uh, the New, the new Order. Yeah. Uh, they, like, they needed, they, they did, it wasn't long so enough to fulfill their contract. They had to put that Aerosmith song. So they threw on the uh, Aerosmith song. <laughs> right. Yeah. And probably the same thing happened yeah, here. Yeah. That one was only, oh, that, I think it needed to be 40 minutes because it, they just came in under 40 minutes. Yeah. Right. I'm looking right. at it now. Yeah. I, I feel like I've, um, I've kind of lost track with where Testament is these days. I, I, I haven't listened to their last couple albums. So. Oh. I know. I know. I, they're, I, they're good. I just don't. I don't know. I don't take the time to, to listen to them. Um, I don't know. Brother, I don't know I, I, I'm kind of that way too, actually. Well, they're good. I mean, the tracks I've heard, you can't say they're bad. I mean, they're very yeah. good. They sound good. They're super heavy. Right. I don't know. When so bands start going through all those members, the same thing with Megadeth, like, I don't know. Just <laughs> yeah, but Megadeth did that the entirety of their <laughs> existence. Yeah, that's kind of true. But um, yeah. it, it makes it hard because they, they tend to sound different Yeah, when yeah. they get new people. Yeah, I mean, you look, well, this is a perfect example of that. You know, you mentioned the uh, uh, Demonic. I mean, that, I mean, it's not really a Testament album. I mean, like, you know, they made a death metal album. Yeah, something yeah, yeah it's weird. Uh, don't like that album at all. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's I think really I, I, I still like this album second best. New Order is my favorite, yeah. and then this one. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Where? Where? So, what do you? What do you guys think, Navid, Joe? Favorite. What? Yeah. Yeah. The Gathering. Oh wow! Really? Seriously? Oh, favorite Testament? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite Testament album. If if I could only listen to one, that would be the one. <clears throat> wow. Probably the New Order for me. Yeah. Is it the Gathering because of the drummer? No, 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 not at all. I just, I, I really dig all the songs on there. I think it's a super consistent collection of songs. And good. they even talked about it when they were making it. They pulled just enough from their 80s sound. Mm-hmm. There's a good amount of melody, yeah. but they just upped the brutality just a little bit. It's like they took the best parts of like Loeb and more of that 90s kind of like downtune, brutal sort of thing. Yeah. But then they injected some of the, you know, actual songs, like True Believer, stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. singing, you know, it's not just yeah. shouting. Right. So to me, it's just like the, the perfect balance of the old and the new. I like 90s metal a lot anyway, so I love okay. Low. That's probably, you know, that's like right up there for me. But um, yeah, The Gathering, I thought was just all the stars aligned for me. I, I thought that was phenomenal. Uh, that's when James Murphy was was in uh, was lead guitar during that. He was yeah. formerly a death. Yeah, and he did Low. He's on this one, too. Is he yeah. on this one? Yeah, yeah I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, the Gathering, I don't remember what he played on. It's Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, he's in here. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to go back and revisit The Gathering. I haven't listened to that album nearly enough. Um, what did you think of Dark Roots of Earth? I, I liked it a lot. It. I liked it. It was good. It was good. Yeah. You didn't like it, Joe? No, I, I, I'm just remembering. I, I heard it once and liked it, and I never went back to it. It's really good. And there's we a color they do on there that I still I have not picked, picked up. I fell in love with Formation of Damnation, but uh, have not picked up either of the last two. Oh. Yeah, we saw them um, oh, last they cover, year. I'm sorry, Eric. They covered Power Slave on that. That's what I remember about it. Oh, yep. that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good cover. Yeah, uh, we saw them last year at the. the it was Slayer. 
gosh, who was it? Slayer, Lamb of God, Anthrax, Behemoth. Testament, and Behemoth. Yeah. And Testament were the opener, which is such bullshit, but yeah. whatever. So they got like 30 minutes. And, yeah. Um, but they put that. on a great show. I just, I wish they You know, I, I saw them with Lamb of God headline. I think I saw them on an off date. So it was, um, it was Lamb of God headlining. It was um, Anthrax Testament and I think Napalm Death. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, I think they did do like a little side tour. Yeah, yeah they, that, they that's, did. That's the one that I saw. And actually, I thought that night Testament were sort of the best band of the night. I'd say I really liked them a lot. I, I like all the. I don't like Napalm Death that much, but I like the others. But I thought Testament put on a really good show. You know what they have live now? They've got a little bit of that rock star thing. Like, I mean, they just they had a certain charisma. Like, I mean, Chuck Billy sort of still got that that presence. You know, I mean, Anthrax were and remain some kind of goofy to yeah. me. Oh yeah, they admit you that. Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're just—they don't have that same vibe, that rock star vibe. But no. you know, you have you know Testament come on; they're all kind of you know dressed with big dudes, long hair and black, like right. the whole <laughs> look like a. They still look like they look like rock stars, and it sort of carried themselves that way. Yeah. Could, it was just a well-oiled machine, you know, like Skolnick and Peterson are like you know kind of like you know doing these like rock star poses together and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. But it really worked. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Skolnick's always been kind of a showman, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it, it is great that, that you know, the, the, the great bands, that they're not phoning it in. I mean, Testament was no. not phoning it in. They no, were no. very excited to be there. You could totally tell. Yeah. You know, they were they were still sort of all about it. It's cool. Yeah. I would love to see them on their own tour. Yes. I haven't seen them on their own in a very long Headlining, time. Headlining, yeah. Was it, I think Jax was the last time we saw them. The last time I saw them headlining was oh, Jax. That was 2005. It's been a long time since Jax has existed. Yeah. 2005, where I had my flip phone camera and the guy yeah. stole it from me. It, the, 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 the security guard was like, you <laughs> yeah. can't take pictures. I'm like, it's a fucking... I'm pretty sure I was there. Was that like that big, you know, was this sort of like a reunion when Skolnick came back? Was, mm-hmm. it, was it that? Yeah. 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 He had just come back. 2005-ish. Yeah. That's back when his hair was still short, right? That always threw me off. Yeah, I think so. It was kind of a, yeah, like... Like, like yeah. live in London? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That same so. era. Yeah, great show. Awesome yeah, yeah, show. great show. Yeah, oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the last time we saw them headlining. They're always opening, and they're always opening for bands they shouldn't be opening for, like Lame of God <laughs> should not be... I mean, I get they're bigger now, but it's just, it's a weird thing to see. Maybe Testament wants to go on early so they can get the fuck out of there. They are old. They're getting yeah. up there. Well you, well, you know what, though? I mean, tours like that are probably very beneficial because it yeah. opens them up to a new audience. I That's mean, true. Lamb of God's got a, a lot of younger fans, mm-hmm. probably comparatively speaking. Oh, yeah. Oh, who I'm, then are going to, you know, maybe hear Testament get really into it. Yeah. I'm sure they love the opportunity. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, that, you know. That's, that's what we saw. It was a lot of younger kids. Like when yeah. Lamb, Lamb of God went on at that, on that Slayer show. Kids everywhere were just going nuts. And Eric yep. and I were just sitting there like, yep. <laughs> when does Slayer come on? I'll <laughs> oh, go grab a beer. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, people were going We had to nuts, do the same so. thing for Bohemoth, too. Yeah. Not yeah, a fan bo- of Bohemoth. Bo- yeah. I don't <laughs> like them either. Doesn't Eric Peterson, doesn't Eric Peterson have a, uh, a side band? Who? Dragon, Dragon Lord. Yeah, Dragon Lord. <laughs> Eric Peterson. It's like a black metal, it's like a black metal thing. Yeah. Which... I can't stand black metal at all, no. but I will tell you, um, they do an awesome cover of that Thin Lizzy song, Emerald. Really? Oh, really? It's like oh, the yeah. best version of that song I've ever heard. It's so good. Huh. I don't know why. It's, it's just so good. He sings it, actually. It just sounds super cool singing it, and they, they throw some extra guitar harmonies in there. It's just really good. So if, if you like that song, this is probably my favorite version of it, is Dragon, Dragon Lord's version. Huh. Is, uh, 
is, randomly. Is Eric Peterson the singer of Dragon Lord? Or yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. He sings. He mostly does that black metal kind of screechy thing. Yeah. Uh, but then just sings melodically on this one. It just sounds really cool. Huh. That's cool. Let's let's check it. it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Good singer, but I like the sound of his voice. Yes, yeah, good. No, if he sound like sang like this all the time, I'd probably like this band. Yeah, <laughs> I'm laughing because now all I can hear when I listen to anything Eric Peterson is the drums playing to the guitars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, that's the, I'm telling you, you'll hear it on everything. He did the same thing in this song. Like, that's his thing. That's so crazy. How did I not know that? I know. Now you're gonna hear it all the time. Thanks a lot. All the time. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> that's ruined. I am to please. <laughs> well. God. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, well, cool. I was going to bring up some Testament history, but we've already we've talked about that with the New Order. So there's not really like how they got Chuck Billy and uh. stuff. You know, the Exodus connection and all that stuff. But. You know, while <laughs> we we're going back to Exodus a lot this episode. <laughs> well, that's a connection. <laughs> I, I think I think Chuck Billy might be the best, sort of objectively speaking, the best vocalist in eighties thrash. Huh. Yeah, he's, he's I, excellent. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he's 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 got a great melodic voice. You know, he can do the heavy stuff. He's just and he's got a lot of attitude he in does, his singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would say Paul Stanley. I think Paul Stanley. Lick it up. Wait, doesn't Gene Simmons sing "Lick It Up"? Tears are falling. Is it? We don't know. Yeah. No, that's all Paul. All right. Tears are falling. Gets me every time. I, I prefer the uh, <laughs> puppets Justice Hetfield. Yeah. I'm, talking I'm, with, I'm with you. 80s on that, thrash. But, but yeah, yeah, Chuck Billy's definitely up there, though. Yeah. From like a singing standpoint, yes. Like, yeah. And it's unmistakable. That was one of, always yeah. one of the coolest things about bands back then was like, you know who they are because the singer starts singing. And you're like, oh, tons that's of personality. Yep. Yeah. That's Testament. Oh, yeah. That's Overkill. That's Metallica. That's Slayer. That's yeah, Anthrax. Yeah. You always knew. Yep. You know, the, a little nuance about Chuck Billy. I like the way he pronounces words because it's super metal. He looks like lies, you know, like stuff <laughs> like that. Like stretches things out in a certain way. You're like, you know, you know, like uh, you know, yeah, you know, obey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. cross, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Super metal. Yeah, it's so metal. Yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> do do that again. Burn you to that cross. That was, that was good. <laughs> it's perfect. Burn you to that cross. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> you, you've convinced me he's my favorite now <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the pronunciation it's great it's really really cool that's another thing he's you know he does very well but particularly back in the day he was like all about that it was really cool yeah he was you're right have you ever <laughs> covered his any of their songs like sang any of his songs in your band no never saying my voice doesn't really lend itself to that so much i uh i think we did a cover set with some other bands years ago i think i played guitar in the preacher or something it was really fun oh, but, okay yeah cool. Yeah, I don't think we ever covered any testament. No, <laughs> never bothered. Why would you? We, yeah. We, yeah, there's no solo guitar player that would be in our bands. That right? Could yeah, cover it's like, solo. Oh. We could do the riffs, and then we, we get the solo. Uh, yeah. Never mind. We stopped the what song at the stop? solo. That's right. Yeah. We'll do. A, we'll do a medley of like all rhythm all the parts rhythms, of yeah, right. testament <laughs> songs. Yeah. God, yeah, it's yeah, not really fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I'd say they influenced me as far as like, you know, writing heavy shit, but Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, this album was constant repeat when it came out. Like It was another freebie. We got it for free. <laughs> BMG? Hmm? What's uh, that? We have a cousin-in-law. Was it the Oh, yeah. I thought it was the Columbia House or BMG. No, this, oh, no. this was post this is post Columbia House. We had a cousin-in-law who, oh, okay. who would send us free stuff. He was he works at a record distribution entertainment distribution oh. house and he would just That's back cool. in the day he'd send us stuff. We would just get stuff in the mail free. Mm. And we got this one free. And I was like, oh, the New Testament, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And people are going to hate us. I'm like, man, you guys, you guys didn't pay for anything. <laughs> Back <laughs> in the day, free. we got a lot of free shit. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> Including this. It was, yeah, this was our favorite Testament album for a long time. Yeah. Long time. Long time. <laughs> I, 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 one of my favorite, well, probably because we met him afterwards, but seeing them at the Bayou was... Oh, um, yeah. Sitting on the balcony, like right above them at the bayou, that was amazing. And I think it was it was when they were doing that uh, Return of the Apocalyptic, Apocalyptic City. Yeah, it was ninety yeah, ninety three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promoting yeah. that, uh, and John Tempesta was a drummer actually at the time. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and we met we met the band afterwards. They were all super nice. Um, I remember Chuck Billy being really nice too, like just super super nice. So, it's tall. tall, and it's tall. yeah, really fucking tall. <laughs> <laughs> looking over testament's uh wikipedia page the bayou or not the bayou uh we, we were talking about jacks jacks gets mentioned really in their wikipedia page really yeah uh, let's see here uh i'll jacks. where pretty much in 97 i don't know it, it's when uh hoagland took over was actually the his first show was at jacks oh wow ah. Huh. Oh wow, that's funny. About that, yeah, it's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we mentioned this on a previous podcast. We played Jacks once, and we were mm. we were opening for Vixen and Enough's Enough. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's some that's some third tier. That's some like third fourth tier hair metal right there. I remember our guitar, our guitar yeah. player went to the bathroom and he's like, "Hey, I think the guy at Enough's Enough just told me he liked my guitar work. Is that a good thing?" <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like bullet boys level oh, yeah i know so we're gonna bring up trickster again it's like yeah. Yeah. No, what's the same yt way people like yt then yeah they, they do well, yt has been around since like the late 70s yeah. i think they have more credibility than oh, that's that's true. True. So, yeah. Yeah. Eddie, eddie trunks always okay. like yeah oh, yt did, like, okay, did you say uh, danger danger <laughs> danger <Oof>. danger <laughs> oh i think that's their name or maybe that was the song no, no, danger, danger, absolutely, okay. bang, bang. bang, bang. <laughs> and, uh, I knew there was a double. Uh oh, like, we're getting on hair metal again. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, I, I can, I can talk a good, good bit about hair metal. I like me some hair metal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. can't say that I do. <laughs> well, all right, fine. I'll throw out my, my, uh, well, one of my uh, Jacks things. I got to open for the uh, Vibrators uh, the day after, or it might have been the day that uh, Joey Ramone died. Oh, oh wow. So that wow. was that was a pretty cool experience, except that it was at Jack's. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> we played there in high school too for something, Eric. What oh was? yeah, it was like a battle of the bands thing. Yeah. That's right, your bass amp was all fucked up, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was awful. 
I remember being so nervous because okay. we had seen Pantera there like the year before, and we we're like, we're playing on the same stage as Pantera. This is crazy. <laughs> you know, we're like seventeen years old. God. Anyway, <laughs> neat. Well, should we wrap things up? Uh, sure. We gave a good amount of good amount of time to all these albums, so we'll wrap it up. Yeah. B. Um, all right. Well, I'd like to, you know, thank you again, Navid, for yeah, taking the time out, joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was it was a blast. It's yeah, a I lo- fun way to spend a Monday night. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll, we'll, I we'll have you back on. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 he's more than us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's he not allowed on again. He's he got has too much niche, knowledge. like niche knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I that I don't know or wasn't exposed to, but there's these little niches of things yeah. that I sort of got. Like really these, the, the Eric Peterson drum thing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yep. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I you'll never be you'll never be able to unhear it. No, not <laughs> you totally. Saw the yeah, you ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Testament drum fills. Really <laughs> At least from the drum fill standpoint. <laughs> well, you don't, have, you don't have to worry about it on this album. Is there no drum fills? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've been pushing these guys. I want to do '94 as our next uh, album uh, lump, lump of albums since it's the 25th anniversary of '94 album. So, you know, maybe we'll call you back up when we do '94. Because I know you love, love some oh, yeah. 90s. Th- there, there's bound to be a bunch of stuff in 94, I probably dig. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. it's a big year. So we'll uh, we'll definitely have you back on to open invitation, wherever you want to come on. You're, you're more than welcome. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a blast. Thank you so much. All right, cool. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm going to end the show. I don't need to promote anything. Since I promote the- oh, actually, you know what? Let me promote you guys. Navi, yeah, there you go. Band. All right. Oh, so, thank you. Uh, August, I said it before August 2nd, right? Eyes mm-hmm. of the Nile. August 2nd, yep. Eyes of the Nile is playing in Winchester. Yep. At, uh, What's the name of the venue? Uh, it's called the Blue Fox. So yes. it's, you know, full-on, like, made-in, headlining kind of set, like, you know, full-length. We do tons of classic stuff. It's all played very fast and very heavy, and the musicians in the band <laughs> are phenomenal. So it's really, it's a good time. They're fantastic. I've seen them yeah. multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been several a, times. They're, it's they're a really, blast. They're, they're very, very true to the music. Very. It's Absolutely. like pleasure playing with them so it's 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 a good it's a good time and uh iris divine you guys got anything coming up yeah actually so we're gonna do we do these little mini tours now because our drummer lives in colorado so he'll fly in and we'll do some dates just just for fun so we're gonna do i think five dates in september and we just started writing for album number three so very cool uh, if you like prog metal we sound kind of like i don't know sort of like a cross between maybe fate's warning and alice in chains or something cool so it's this like modern prog metal sort of thing, not yeah, super shreddy, more song right, bands. Yeah. Our friend, uh, our friend Landon is a huge fan of. Oh, Landon, you know Landon, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Landon's Landon's followed us for a little while. He's a good friend of ours. Yeah, yeah so. he loves you guys. So if you're so inclined, if you like proggy stuff, you know, give it a listen. Cool. Yeah, and do you have a website or anything, or just Facebook? yeah, so you know, yeah, Iris Divine, I think band.com. We're on Facebook. We're sort of everywhere. It's I R I S D I V I N E. We've had all kinds of spellings of that over the years. <laughs> yeah, I can, for some I can reason, imagine. people, you know, people for a while thought it was Irish divine. And I'm like, have you looked at me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Irish divine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 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 Iris like the I divine. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So, uh, thanks for the plug, dude. Yeah, anytime. All right. All right, cool. All right. Have a good night, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks, all right, man. Take it easy. Energy. Energy, aggression, 
power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Metal and, and certain other forms of rock give teenagers something to believe in that they get no place else. The human element of making music is what's most important. Singing into a microphone and learning to play an instrument, that's the most important thing.